재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Oh, welcome to your regular Thursday morning dose of the weird and the wonderful. And uh, today, well, we're looking at uh, a very positive sort of thing today, how making mistakes can sometimes change your life for the better and change the world for the better. It's accidental inventions. That's right. And first up, we have penicillin. And can you believe that? Penicillin was discovered by uh, Sir Alexander Fleming when he was uh, tidying up after his lab, uh, having been on vacation. While he was tidying up, he noticed that mold uh, on the culture plate had killed many staph bacteria, which caused a, a very wide range of infections. We have staph infections and things like that. And he could have just thrown it away without thinking, but he isn't Sir Alexander Fleming for no reason. Uh, what he did was he got curious about it. What kind of mold can kill staph bacteria? So he tried to conduct more inspections. But it wasn't easy at first because producing large amounts of mold proved to be quite difficult. Yes, well, so difficult. In fact, it took another 13 years until he was able to prove it properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was with the help of Howard Florey, Norman Heatley and Andrew Moyer. They joined Fleming's experiments and finally succeeded in producing enough mould to test medical treatments. And, uh, well, that mould is now called penicillin. And they conducted a few experiments, found out it could kill many different harmful bacteria and could be given to humans without ill effect. And since its discovery, well, penicillin has been used around the world, saving many lives along the way though of course you have to be careful some people are allergic to it my little brother for example oh really cannot take penicillin oh yeah. good to know uh, well yeah. hopefully he's not allergic to potato chips that would be more of a tragedy oh my goodness well they're not good for us but they are <laughs> tasty and where did they come from well the crisp or, or chips or whichever you call them it's by far the world's popular salty snack yeah, and can, we, cor- can we be, be clear though we're yes. not talking about like a french fry no we're talking about the, the cold chips or crisps that come in bags and yeah the, the, that are that are wafer thin, paper thin. That are half full. We're not going. I back want to, to say Monday. half empty. No, we're not going back to Monday <laughs> yeah. again. Uh, well, according to history, the original potato chip recipe was created by George Crumb, a chef from New York. That's right. It's where all the best things come from. You know what Is I mean? It? I don't know. Uh, hot dogs, perhaps. They're chips? not the best. British sausages are too more tasty. <laughs> Maybe the most unhealthy things and delicious things come from New York. Maybe, perhaps, arguably. Okay, okay. 1853, uh, Chef Crumb was trying to uh, appease a dissatisfied customer when he made the first potato chip. One of his customers repeatedly returned uh, fries, complaining that uh, they were too they were too thick to eat. Well, no one likes thick fries. No, because they're not crispy. Yeah, you want a little bit of crunch on your fries. Exactly. So after the third return, Chef Crumb got super frustrated and sliced the potatoes razor thin, then fried them, crispen, seasoned them with the extra salt, and it seemed like uh, uh, Crumb tried to fool this customer, but to his surprise, the chips were scrumptious. It was delicious. The customers finished them all. Yeah, they became a big hit. Uh, they became the restaurant speciality, and, uh, well, snacking changed forever, though the difference now, of course, is that we don't get these hot crisps or chips in a restaurant we get them in cold bags uh, and it's also been revealed recently uh, by a major study that the potato chip is the number one reason for weight gain in the united states thank you because i bet Crum. you just can't eat one you know what i mean well that's the pro- uh, what i my problem is the bags are too big when i was a kid we had <sighs> these little mini bags you could fit in a lunchbox we had those twos but those were also half empty 
Oh, right, fine. Enough about the half empty. <laughs> okay. Now, for those of you who, who don't have a salt tooth but do have a sweet tooth, well, good news about one accidental invention for those who are trying to lose a little bit, a bit of weight saccharin. Yeah. Ar- artificial, artificial sweetener. Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, it tastes as sweet as sugar, but it doesn't have those calories. It was actually invented by accident by a Russian chemist, Konstantin Falberg, who failed to do what even, I think, uh, the most basic of high school chemistry students knows, that's to wash your hands after playing with chemicals. He didn't wash his hands on the day he discovered the sweetener. Yeah, in 1879, Falberg was sitting in his lab, you know, fooling around, toying around with uh, the new uses for coal tar, but to no great success. And the work interested him so much that he forgot about his supper. He forgot to eat. When you're so interested and focused on something, uh, you get hungry later on and then you all of a sudden feel that urge of hunger and you rush off for a meal with his hands still covered in some chemicals as he later admitted in an interview with the scientific american so he broke a piece of bread put it to his lips and noticed it tasted unusually sweet even though no sugar had been added to his meal so he rinsed his mouth wiped his mustache with a napkin and found the napkin tasted sweet too. Even the water in his cup tasted a bit syrupy. Then he stuck his thumb in his mouth, went back to the lab and tasted every beaker in the dish in the lab until he found one that contained the saccharin. Yeah, well, lucky Dr. Falberg that he wasn't uh, experimenting with anything uh, more deadly. (laughs) Yes, this could have gone very, very wrong. Uh, But uh, we have to say if Falberg had followed the normal rules for cleanliness in a laboratory, we wouldn't have this zero-calorie artificial sweetener. And uh, speaking of sweet treats that are also not very good for us, did you ever wonder where the ice cream cone came from? Now, I talked about this in the random city of the day. Yeah. And I found that New Brunswick in Canada a guy discovered or invented them there. But there's so many stories. Oh, there are. And maybe one of the most famous ones is not from Canada, but from the 1904 World's Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, what happened there, they say, though who knows, who can trust them, there was an ice cream store at the fair that was so popular they were running out of their, their dishes to serve the ice cream. Right. And uh, next door there was a Persian waffle stand that wasn't selling a lot of waffles. So the ice cream sellers reached out to the Persian waffle maker for something to to put the ice cream in and uh, they came up with the idea of rolling up the waffles to hold the ice cream and thus the first ever ice cream cone was born and the rest as we say is history though it was all an accident yeah I, this is quite interesting i don't really like uh cones for my ice cream i go for the cup usually is that because the, the cones feel like they're half empty yes <laughs> well they also get soggy when you uh leave it to melt you know what i mean well eat the ice cream then bajaj yeah but it doesn't take you like five seconds to just down a whole you know scoop you've not seen me eat ice cream <laughs> yeah. all right it's the end of part three much more coming up in part four stay tuned we'll leave you with dirty loops accidentally in love